long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. As if that was not long ago enough, we now have Andor, a prequel to the spin-off Rogue One, which itself is a prequel to the film formerly known as Star Wars and now Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Unlike many Star Wars nerds, I can't keep them straight. As Andor says, To steal from the Empire? To just walk in like you belong? They're so proud of themselves. So fat and satisfied. That pretty much sums up prequels for me. Star Wars has not only Andor, there's also the Book of Boba Fett, The Mandalorian, and the origin story of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And outside that universe, there's House of the Dragon for Game of Thrones, Fantastic Beasts for Harry Potter, and The Rings of Power for The Lord of the Rings. Honestly, if you watch the previews, it all sounds like the same story. Great Evil Rising. And I heard the sound of thundering hooves, splintering shields and ringing swords. The world as we know it is coming undone. Grindelwald is pulling it apart with hate. And only a few plucky fighters to resist it. They're coming. Stay hidden. Or we will not survive. The Empire is choking us so slowly. We're starting not to notice. What I'm asking is this. Wouldn't you rather give it all to something real? Why do you keep fighting? There's a tempest in me. As the New York Times points out, when Arundir, an elf soldier in the Rings of Power, says, the past is with us all, whether we like it or not, he might as well be talking about what's streaming on our televisions these days. This is Sandeep Roy out on a streaming service somewhere in the galaxy. A prequel sounds like a bad idea on paper. It's basically dead men walking. The end is set even before the beginning begins. At its most cynical, it's about sheer brand recognition. The studios assume there's enough that's familiar about them that will hook the viewer amidst the dizzying online choices available. Some, like Better Call Saul, have been critically acclaimed. Others, not so much. The real appeal of a prequel, though, is world-building. It takes a world whose contours we are familiar with and fills in its far-flung corners. And it roots us more securely into that world and into its franchise and its merchandise, like Baby Grogu. All right, kid. Hang on. Some prequels try to answer questions that we might have had about enigmatic characters we've loved or hated. What made Hannibal Lecter Hannibal? As an avid fan, I wanted to tell you, I am delighted that you have taken an interest in me. Sometimes, though, prequels are proof that just because you can answer a question, you don't have to. Much as I love both, we really did not need an entirely forgettable film that told us how Han Solo 
met Chewbacca. No, they only took you because of me. But there is perhaps a more existential reason why we are seeing such an explosion of prequels everywhere. The world seems to be hurtling towards some apocalypse. Icebergs are melting. Climate change seems unstoppable. Species are going extinct. Scientists are warning that COVID was just a preview of things to come as new viruses and bacteria wake up as the permafrost melts. And politically, old school fascists are coming out of the permafrost in many liberal democracies who thought history would not repeat itself. A 2021 UNICEF survey showed that while young people in poorer countries are still hopeful about the future, in the six richest countries, only a third of young people thought they would be better off compared to their parents. In contrast, a 2022 priority report finds that 72% in India think their country is headed in the right direction. Perhaps that's why prequels are still not as huge in India, while the West, which still sets the cultural benchmarks, doesn't really dare to look too far into the future. Instead, it keeps looking into the past and hoping that we'll all enjoy the deja vu. This is Sandeep Roy in Kolkata for KELW. Thank you.